Okay, welcome everybody to, uh, I guess, well, this is technically the second one-shot of our uh, pilot season thing, but we are today going to be playing the Alien RPG. Um, I think, I think with the exception of uh, Bowery, everybody on here has been on the uh, on the podcast uh, at least once before, but uh, let's go through and uh, everybody introduce yourselves and who you're going to be playing today. Hello, uh, I am Dragon. Today I am playing Aaron. Who is a scientist? I'm currently working on a paper, hoping to get published in peer-reviewed journal. And generally, I'm mostly focused on that. Really, not very interested in people who get in the way of my research. Mm. What brought your character onto this mission? Do you think? Uh, my field of study is in planetary climate event. Right. Okay. So I am, as part of the mission, hoping to discover if there was some sort of climatic event. Mm. Um, and in which case, what is it and how did it work? Okay. All right. Hello, it's me, Eden. And I'm playing James, the physique aventurer. <laughs> He's a marine and he pretty much looks like Jesse the body aventurer because I'm that basic. Um, <laughs> he's a hard ass and pretty much thinks that he's unkillable. He's He's been out on the edges of space. He's seen a lot of shit, and he survived all of it. And you better not say that he's scared, because he never is. Never. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get onto this mission, then? Because you're a, you're a Marine, he said. Um, I, th I think that he's been contracted. He He's here for protection, just okay. in case. It's it's just kind of standard procedure after a fashion. Hmm. And yeah, it's it's just another contract to him. He's, like I say, he's seen a lot of stuff. It's a paycheck. And this, this is small, small fry stuff as far as he's concerned. Yeah. Okay. Hello, I am Nikolai. I am the usual DM for Penance RPG. And today I'm playing Kelvin K. McKenzie, who is a former addict medic who has been clean for about two, three years and has basically contracted in to make sure people stay alive. Even under the weirdest conditions. All right. Well, let's see, let's see how you get on with that. <laughs> mm. I'm basically playing the medic from Full Metal Jacket. It's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm Barry. I haven't seen Full Metal Jacket yet. <laughs> and I'm playing Gerald Jerry Carson, um, scum shit company agent. I am here to replace the previous health and safety officer, who evidently was not very good at his job. Um, because, way well, I'm told, uh, he was not observing proper health and safety etiquette um, on the the gantry. What do you call them? You know the, the, the gangways, the things at the top? Yeah, I think it's a, gant a ga uh, gantry. Yeah, I can't even Them tell. things. Yeah. Um, and a he, metal bridge. You know, he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, he, he didn't look both ways. And someone pushed him off. Oof. Which is... That's not really a health and safety thing. It's more of a murder thing, though. Well, no, he should have been looking. He should have been keeping an eye out for any hazards, and he clearly wasn't. Or else he, would noticed, he would have noticed the murderer. I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Like, so, a bit of background for when you're doing uh, Wayland Corp health and safety training. They give you, you know, like the health and safety tests you have. They have to identify the dangers. There's at least uh, four people who want to kill you. Because as a Wayland Utani um, company member, I feel like everybody's out to get you. Oh, it's a very paranoid way of living. Yeah, man. 
but that's 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 the burden we take as as health and safety officers. <laughs> and I will make sure that everybody observes proper health and safety practice. Sa- safety first. Safety first. Yeah. You don't have like any like portable railings and stuff in your bag that you can put in front of these gantries. <laughs> Just, just walking around with a bunch of like orange painted barriers to put up in places. I have a little pot of orange paint and lots of uh, hazard uh, stripe tape. <laughs> okay, <I'm... laughs> that's what the briefcase is full of. <laughs> I feel oh. like we're definitely going to hit the right alien tone here with this uh, <laughs> this group. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hey, you asked me here. No, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's my own fault. This is um, on you. <laughs> okay. On that note, let's uh, let's begin. With a hiss of steam, the hatches of your sleeping pods begin to open. Deep sleep is always a little rough to wake up from, and the initial moments of disorientation seem to last forever. The creaks and hums of the ship you're travelling aboard, the Admiral Kyle, slowly filter into your awareness, followed swiftly by the initially blinding lights of the ship's illuminations coming to full brightness. As always, you don't really know how long you've been out for, but you do remember that this particular journey was supposed to last for just under three weeks. The Admiral Kyle is a small transport ship operated by ESR Industries, also known as Exotic System Resources, a wholly owned subsidiary of Weyland yutani The company specialises in the survey and extraction of valuable rare minerals and ores that are not widely available among the core worlds, The planet you've been travelling to has the designation of LV-212. It is an uninhabited world, save for the single ESR Industries installation, which is your final destination. The planet is by and large considered a water world, with only a few small islands dotted across its surface. The installation you're headed to is known as the Anchor. It's a mobile extraction platform designed to work on the seabed, strip mining various sought-after materials directly from the ocean floor. Contact with the anchor was lost, just over three weeks ago, leading the company to dispatch your team to investigate. So, the Admiral Kyle is now in orbit of LV-212, and you're all awake, and in your underwear. <laughs> Are they the token grey underwear of... Oh yeah, yeah. Alien. Yep, that's fine now. <laughs> uh, my guy is gonna stretch out. And, oh, oh, I hate waking up from these things. Always feel so achy. He looks around at everybody else. Even though he's just been in deep sleep, Kelvin just stares back with a look like he hasn't slept in years and goes, "Yeah, well, that's just how it is, isn't it?" Uh, you're oh. not kidding. Ah, uh, done this a thousand times and it always aches. Hurts my bones. 
gotta work this out. And he just starts, like, doing press-ups and sort of doing a little morning routine. Sure. That he's clearly done a million times before. Have you ever tried drinking milk? Well, yeah. I drink a lot of milk. It's good for the bones. Well, I guess we'll uh, have to have a glass soon enough. Breakfast is up. Mm, yes, healthy bones. Very important to maintain. Oh, no. <laughs> What's this guy look like? Just out of curiosity. Um, so normally he has a tan fit, like a sort of tan, ill-fitting suit um, with a tie that never is quite tight. Obviously he's not wearing these right now. Yeah. Um, he's he's balding. He's got a bit of a dad stretch. He uh, he always doesn't look like he's got quite enough sleep. Um, he's going grey in a lot of areas, well, such that remains. Um, a lot of it is going grey. Okay. Um, and he's got like a little tuft of salt and pepper uh, chest hair. Uh huh. <laughs> like right between them, like the the peck bosom. Like not really pecks, because he's a bit more doughy than pecks. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> and a little, uh, the little, the prop, like little snail trail <laughs> with his little belly. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, James, James is not impressed by this, and is just he kind of gives you a half a glance and then gets back to his exercises. Kevin, for comparison, is about five ten. He's relatively thin built. He's got um, shaved head, a massive ginger beard, and a faraway look in his eyes. His basically from his like his fingertips all the way to like his shoulder blades are covered with lines and lines of symbol tattoos down both arms and legs, and he just. Constantly looks like he's just zoned out somewhere else. Mm. And of course, mine just looks like Jesse the Body Ventura, pretty much. <laughs> but he's got red hair as well, but a big, big moustache. I'm picturing Predator era uh, Jesse Ventura, not yes, yeah, not like now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not the withered body of a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> as you implied, yes, breakfast is. Uh, Waiting for you if you if you if that's what you wanted to get to first, or we can. Uh... I would like to have a shower if possible. Sure, yeah, I, I won't make you roll for that. Roll for wait, no, I need to make sure the uh, the the slip mats on first. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, uh, do you want to do like an investigation to check? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Look, we need to have yeah. a first roll of the game. It might as well be a low stakes. <laughs> What's that observation? Yeah, this would be an observation. So, first roll of the game. You are, you are, you've no stress points. So this is straight rolling eight dice for you. <laughs> is that right? Uh, eight dice. Oh shit! Yeah, I think so. I'd yeah. be really hard on being able to detect uh, yeah. safety. So roll eight d six for me, please. <laughs> oh, there is. Okay. <laughs> so you got your what? You got your. Uh, we need, we were looking for at least one six. You got two sixes though. Now here, here's here's a fun thing that Alien does. At any skill check, you're aiming to get one six. If you get more than one six, you can do what the game calls stunts. So <laughs> I'm just going to look at what stunts you have available to you with an observation check here. Stun <laughs> them with a bath mat. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is this is a perfect rule for the first one. Yeah. Let's get all the mechanics out of the way. Okay, so for every extra that stunts with observation, you get to um, you get to know the answer to one uh, question, <laughs> none of which really apply to this. But I'll, okay, your success on um, this is that the bath mat appears to be pr 
pretty well secured, but you would guess that this is, you know, the ship is probably a little bit overdue for like a refit. So this is this bath mat is not holding water the way, you know, it's not wicking water away from your feet the way it should do. You know, it could be in for a uh, replacement at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to make a mental note to uh, put a requisition for replacement bath mat in, uh, or shower mat in as soon as possible. Right, rightfully so, yeah. Um, so <laughs> for every extra um, six you roll, so you get to know the answer to one of these three questions. Is it coming for me? <laughs> Are there more of them close by? How do I get in slash pass slash away? I mean, considering this is Quite a bath mat you're looking slightly at. Slightly off script. Can I ask if there's any potential allergens in the shower gel that has been provided? <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> they don't appear to be. Okay, that's okay. I am satisfied with the safety of the shower. I honestly thought you were going to go there. Is it coming for me and assess <laughs> how much of a risk it poses? It's tempted to go, how do I get in slash past the obstacle? I mean, you just, you just step over it. like. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that for uh, free. You, you... No, I will... I satisfied with the safety of this shower, although acknowledging that it could be better, I will proceed to have a shower. Okay. Well, well done. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess you guys reconvene having... We, we, we don't need to... We can probably skip over you guys getting dressed and washing and stuff. And mm -hmm. um, you're all kind of gathered around... Uh, there's a kind of central meeting table where some breakfast is, is available to you and um, also where the, uh, the the briefing documents have been laid out for you whenever you want to look at them. Okay, um, I think James will tuck in and are there any documents that refer to like security requirements on this? Like He's specifically looking for things relating to his tasks. Not really in these documents. I mean, it, it gives you a, lay a sort of basic layout of the facility and how it's... Um, how it's kind of built, so you'll have a kind of general idea of what to expect when you get down there. Um, so I guess I can give you that now if you like. Okay. So the anchor itself is a is basically a kind of mining platform on the on the sea floor. It's about the size of a sort of medium sized factory that uh, strip mines materials from the sea floor and then sends them up to the the surface um, to be sorted and processed and packed into containers ready for. Uh, retrieval. The whole of the surface platform is automated and linking the two of them is a uh, fairly sturdy, uh, well built to survive you know, uh, deep ocean currents and everything, um, kind of series of elevators and uh, anchor, well, actual anchorage sort of uh, structure um, which has been sort of nicknamed the chain to go with the anchor but basically it's a, a, a sort of thick bundle of flexible sort of elevator shafts and things that that link the two um the anchor itself is currently in a fairly fairly deep um position it's ready to go uh, down to a depth of twenty thousand feet it's it's currently at about um on, on a plateau at about eighteen thousand five hundred feet um, my character like he he absorbs that information but kind of like tosses aside the rest of it and then just kind of hunkers down and gets really stuck into his food mm. You do know that uh, you do sort of get from this document that um, the crew, which is uh, a crew of thirty-five, 
are all um, supposed to be on the lower platform. The Surface platform itself is, is like I say, it's a fully automated facility, really. Just designed, yeah, there's basically like an entranceway <laughs> to the to the lifts and um, a kind of fully enclosed area that basically materials go up the, the cargo shafts and get automatically packed into shipping containers for, for dispatch, really. There's not really anybody meant to be on the Surface platform. I think my character's probably witnessed something to this extent. It's it's industrial, yeah. Like he's seen that kind of thing before, yeah. And it's not of interest on that level. So yeah, aside from taking in, like the broad layout of the place, then that's really all he took interest in. Yeah, tossed it aside. Mm. Would it be fair to say that the bulk of the facility then? So you've got like your, for want of a better term, the residential area. Like I guess maintenance crew takes up a small proportion. The rest of it's like. The machinery and storage space and yeah the the um the sort of habitation area and like the control decks take up probably about three kind of decks of the lower platform and then below it is a series of kind of large strip mining kind of rotors and things like that that are designed to kind of just dig into the floor of the of the seabed there's a variety of different um engineering bays and things like that that you know it's it's fairly well equipped and that but the vast majority of the the lower complex is a is mining equipment basically makes sense i have an important question though what are you having for breakfast i feel like uh there'll be a grapefruit involved somewhere right um some healthy yogurt okay um maybe some muesli um and while eating this um with one hand i will be simultaneously filling out form uh h97-1r good to requisite that uh that bath mat. Yeah, and you, you want to do it before you forget. Yeah, it's important. Mm. You know, do we have like personal breakfast or is it like just a. I mean, there, there's. Go- <laughs> I haven't really thought this through. There's like a breakfast buffet, <laughs> I guess. Buffet. Selection of cold meats and cheeses. Yeah. Very <laughs> continental. Yeah, it's like, it's like the kind of thing you'd find in a, a decent three star hotel <laughs> no. yeah, like a travel lodge yeah there's, no there's a lot of like freeze-dried stuff and that but you know it, it's okay and yeah you know the, these ships are the travel time i mean you guys have been asleep for 21 days so there's no like fresh orange juice or anything on there but there's concentrate yeah <laughs> if you're lucky boy there's some ribena then if ribena has survived as a brand <laughs> yeah <laughs> well ribena now owns eternal. like 90 percent of the world now yeah ribena is eternal hmm any other questions about these documents, really? Um, how many people are supposed to be on this facility? It's supposed to be 35. Um, there's a, a list of contracted personnel attached to it. The, the complex supervisor is uh, Peter West, who was the basically the point of contact between um, the company and the uh, and the facility. But uh, yeah, I think my character in true medic form will just be looking through any recent accidents and stuff that. He will uh, see if there's anything that could that, that could basically be a risk, so he's aware of it beforehand. Okay. Like, don't stop bogging out in my style, right? <laughs> oh no, I, I'm aware of what I need to treat for. You can you can do your health and safety stuff all you want. This is my character gimmick, get your own. <laughs> Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, I, I won't make you check for this because you, you can sort of. Yeah, there's not a lot of information in the, in that uh, on that on that kind of thing. They have regular medical supplies. They do. They should be, according to the uh, according to the notes, it should be fairly well stocked. Really, there are fairly regular uh, transports stopping by to pick up materials, so they do get resupplied 
you know on a sort of probably once a, once a quarter kind of thing what kind of facilities did they have on site is it like a small field hospital kind of thing is it like it's a small med bay what it'd talking? be a small med bay uh, it, it's it's kind of analogous to like a sort of medium-sized starship kind of crew so yeah there, there is a there's a dedicated med bay in there but it's not like a hospital it's probably got like a couple of beds in it and uh yeah it's, it's fairly well fitted out but it's not going to be big mm, yes this muesli is uh very nutritious <laughs> gotta stay regular yes it's important to retain a regular bowel movement to avoid possible sepsis James looks over and kind of winces a little bit while he's eating like bacon and eggs or whatever the equivalent is in this freeze-dried food environment Um, freeze-dried eggs which is unfortunate I think you could probably get freeze-dried bacon or free yeah frozen bacon I don't know I I don't know how meat works (laughs) but yeah he's just eating like a traditional hard man's breakfast and then yeah winces a little bit looking at Bowery's character, sorry. Uh, Just call me Jerry. I prefer to maintain a slightly less formal work relationship. Well, okay. And and he just gets back to eating his food. I'm picturing sort of like holding a fork with a fist and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, just yeah. shoveling. <laughs> shoveling the food in. Yeah. Eating like a caveman. Yeah. <laughs> the wrist does not bend. The wrist does not need to bend. <laughs> full arm motion at all times so you're at least getting like a slight workout while you're eating if he could he'd be using a spoon <laughs> while this delightful interchange is going on um, Erin has grabbed um, something that she can just eat while looking over um, to see what's happened while they've been asleep if there's new research out if there's been any new um interesting climatic phenomena observed and reported mm. just completely ignoring them yeah. <laughs> are we talking specific to this planet or, or what are we just in general just in general okay further up to date on the on the surrounding situation for their research mm. looking at science twitter yeah okay so yeah yeah you're able to sort of get caught up on um the the last three weeks or so of updates to your profession i guess you're able to log into the um slightly you know light delayed network or whatever but i I think we can gloss over (laughs) exactly how the internet works in the future um yeah you're able to also uh while you're kind of checking in kind of look at what the conditions are in the uh in in this system as well the the planet you know as regards to your own specialty um the planet below is pretty much, as I said earlier, a kind of a water world. The the ice caps are frozen. There's a there's a couple of small islands here and there, um, but by and large, the surface is pretty much all a, one giant ocean. You do have access to uh, a brief sort of rundown of what the where the facility's position was and that um, on the surface and where you're expecting it to be, and some of its recent movements. And you do note that it did roughly. 10 days before uh, contact was lost um, it did move position but uh, I mean that's you know there's nothing related to the climate in that it seems to be they were just moving to a new mineral seam what is it they're currently digging up they're not like mining iron and things like that you know that that's a little bit 
more available and in much more easy to get to locations. This is kind of stuff that's used in superconductors and precious metals that are used in high-tech devices related to faster-than-light travel and stuff. So, Just check it. It's not like uranium or anything, is it? Uh, well, there's, every planet's got a little bit of uranium in it, but they're mm. not specifically looking for uranium, no. Okay. So we don't need the hazards. Well, that's often. <laughs> the facility should have uh, should have some suits. Yes, there should be... Uh hazmat suits pasted anywhere near that there should be any uh, risk of a radiation leak something I will be keeping an eye out for and he taps his notebook (laughs) (laughs) are you going to write down any radiation that you run into Um, more um, if there are the correct equipment uh, in the correct places right okay that makes more sense I just have this image if you've got a pen or like an inbuilt Geiger counter on it now. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that'd be cool. I kind of want one. <laughs> yeah, I bet, do you know what? I bet you can get one. You need to make sure that you've got the badge that shows the cumulative amount as well. Yeah. Yeah. Little, um... no, in, in like a pencil case form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would work. So, uh, so yeah, over the, uh, over the next hour or so, uh, you finish going over all of the briefing documents. Uh, you finish eating and uh, spend a bit of time preparing whatever gear each of you is uh, planning on bringing with you down to the surface uh, before eventually boarding one of the Admiral Kyle's pair of suborbital transport shuttles for your journey down to the planet. Uh, the shuttle is being piloted by a member of the ship's crew uh, who, I guess, as a group have kind of kept themselves themselves pretty much. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned them before now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they know it They know it doesn't really pay to ask too many questions when it comes to company business, so they've sort of left you alone. Uh, your pilot's name, uh, you find out, is Tom Anderson. The flight down from orbit is fairly smooth, uh, but as the shuttle begins to break down through a layer of cloud, it it does hit a little bit of turbulence. Uh, I won't make any of you roll to see if you keep your breakfast down. It's it's not that bad, Uh, but it is a little bit bumpy. Arriving uh, eventually at the anchor's uh, surface platform, uh, the pilot does a uh, short loop around the facility as he's uh, figuring out his approach, and you get a look at the layout of the platform through the shuttle's viewports. Uh, what you see uh, looks looks like an oil rig platform, I guess. Uh, it's, it's large enough, it doesn't appear to be sort of rocking around in the ocean swell too much. Um, it's, uh, it's roughly square-shaped, it's about several hundred metres uh, on each side. Um, the majority of the platform is taken up with the automated processing facilities, and uh, you can see several large cargo containers uh, on the main dispatch platforms uh, waiting for pickup by the next company or hauling ship. There is, however, also a smaller, empty landing platform on the roof of the facility, uh, which your pilot touches down on, uh, powering the shuttle's engines down uh, once it's safely down on the deck. Turns around and goes, Okay, well, I will wait here uh, with shuttle for your safe return. Yes, very safe. The safest of returns. Wonderful. He he pulls a release lever and uh, the, the shuttle door opens. Uh, I would like to wait for all of the disembarking lights to turn on. Okay, they do. Um, okay, N- now we can get off. Okay. James was already on his feet, ready to go. He's he's itching to get away from fucking Jerry. <laughs> he's, he's awful. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, like, we all clearly know what Jerry is like, so... 
Aaron is just That's like... That's why he's perfect. Yep. <laughs> I'm just holding back slightly and waiting for him to go and do his thing. Because then he won't try and interrupt me. Yes. Uh, one at a time, please. One at a time. Okay. So... The weather outside is it's not great it's um it's a, it's a very dark uh, cloudy day from basically horizon to horizon um the planet's orbit is a little bit elliptical so it has fairly warm summers and pretty harsh winters and it does seem like there is a storm system kind of brewing it's not currently raining but it's you know it's pretty nasty it, it's 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 got the look that it's going to be Potentially um, a bit nasty up here shortly. You look behind you to see uh, uh, Lieutenant Anderson uh, has engaged the uh, magnetic clamps on the uh, the landing gear. To um, but he doesn't seem too worried. You can see he is he, through the glass on the, the side of the cockpit. You can see he has pulled out a magazine or something. <laughs> he gives you a thumbs up. As he sees you looking. Can I roll my eight in observation to see what magazine he's reading? Uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> roll 8d6 for me. <laughs> Second roll of the game. <laughs> Keeping the stakes high. Oh, yeah. As your one success, uh, it appears to be pornographic in nature. Mm, I'll be having to have a word with, uh, with the higher-ups about this. I don't think that's quite appropriate for the workplace. I make a mental note of uh, the... The Big Titty Nuns magazine he's reading. <laughs> I mean, you should really have a clipboard for all of these things. Yeah. If you want a clipboard, you can have a clipboard. Would you want to have a, um, a clipboard? But I figured that would be too big for the signature item. You can have a clipboard if you want. Yeah, I'll recon that to a clipboard. <laughs> but you may, you've got a list of notes of things to complain about. Not to complain about, no. It's it's not complaining, you see. It's it's maintaining other people. It's maintaining proper order and proper procedure to make sure that things go smoothly. Yeah, fair enough. The last thing we want is our pilot trying to fly with an erection. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, there's in other parts of him, not his brain. Where he yeah, can well, think. He, what if he gets the... Uh, Media stick mixed up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, well, we'll find out. <laughs> Where we've gone off the the ship is there like a a building that we're going to be going into to get into the deeper recesses of this place? There is, yes. There's like a sort of um, it's a kind of block um, with a, a large uh, sort of airlock door on the, the okay. exterior. James has ran over to that. And okay. if there's like a shelter by the door, like or any anything, like he's holding the door and he's kind of looking at everybody and waving in that way that a soldier would, yeah. kind of like, come on, come on, get out of the rain. Yeah. Don't run, it's raining. You could slip. Everybody, haste, but don't rush. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think Kelvin is occasionally looking at at Jerry, just staring at him, just not a thought in his head, just staring at Jerry and then carrying on. I am so happy with everyone's reaction so far. <laughs> I'm so completely ignoring Jerry. Yeah. Like, just... This isn't relative to my... Uh, relevant to my research, so... Just not important. You're there for the science, he's there for the admin. Yeah, we wouldn't want any nasty falls, would we? 
and I uh, readjust my tie, still somehow not getting it right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the 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 door does open as you as you get to it. Um, it's not doesn't appear to be locked or anything, and uh, you step inside what looks to be a kind of um, small sort of concourse and uh, access area for the elevators down to the main anchor platform. With the door closed, uh, the sound of the outside weather is kind of uh, blotted out, and uh, you can hear from sort of other parts of this surface facility the sound of machinery still working and such, so it appears that the uh, the ore processors are, are still functional, at the very least. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there is a, there's a sort of entrance to uh, an elevator uh, again quite a wide kind of cargo elevator style you know this is a high capacity elevator here um mm-hmm. uh, so that i was here. actually going to ask you what the maximum occupancy of the elevator was uh there's a, a visible sign uh, that says uh, maximum capacity 3000 kilograms i didn't have that big a breakfast so it's okay yeah you're probably right the elevator actually um so okay let me describe what, what's what's facing you here i mean there's there's an open elevator in front of you that it seems that it's, it's there's one elevator for crew that goes up and down and it appears to be waiting for you at the top here it's open so it's it's on your level it's not down on the down in the, the lower facility um to the left of it is a sort of computer console um looks like a sort of multi-purpose station um lighting in here is painfully fluorescent <laughs> uh, the elevator does have a, a small flickering bulb in it uh, it's it's lit but uh, the, the elevator is lit but then one of the bulbs is flickering is what I'm saying mm. um, needs replacing but is yeah I'll make a note to get back to engineering about that is it bulbs or fluorescent tubes uh, tubes okay. you don't see any sign of anybody waiting to greet you here I will say is the computer functional uh, yeah it, it appears to be Anyone got good computer skills? I think I've got decent computer skills. Is that Comtech? Uh, I guess that might be Comtech. It depends what you're trying to do with it, really. Uh, you tell me what you're trying to do, and I'll tell you what I need you to do with anything. Um, I would like to try and sign in um, that we are here. Okay. Because I feel like that, like you know, like when you go to like the um, the doctors and they've got the little things where it's like you've got your appointment and whatnot. Yeah. I would like to fill that bit out. So you want to, like, register that we're there the way they do, like, in case of a fire. I want to have a look and see what unusual data there might be. I just meant, like, when you you come to a place and you're like, hey, we're here. Yeah, you have to say that. I feel like we would have an appointment. We we should probably get um, little visitor cards. I feel like I don't need you to roll for this. It would be Comtech if you were trying to sort of... Uh, decrypt stuff, program things, man- manipulate the computer in a way that's not like that it's not designed specifically. Yeah, that's you know. the mainframe. Yeah. Well, not even. I, I mean, it, the way it's described here is Rolf contact for any challenging attempt to program, repair, decrypt, or otherwise manipulate computers okay. or communications equipment. I feel like you signing in at the top here is not the most challenging. Okay. So I don't think we need to check for that. Um, but yes, you're able to. You're able to log into the system, which sort of it plays a pleasing tone as it as it powers up, and um, mm. you're able to sign in with your company ID. So one of those good morning things where there's like three in a row, since it's, yeah, it's, it's like rising. Oh, yeah, it's very good. The standard, the standard Wayne um registration sound. 
yeah it's it's the corporate it's the corporate os you know it's the same login uh, you know in your yeah. office <laughs> on earth as yes. it is here kind of thing yes makes me feel just like i'm at home <laughs> so yes you you sign in um takes a couple of seconds for it to verify your company id but then uh, a pleasing computer generated voice uh sounds out Welcome to the anchor. I guess I should be looking as to where we're supposed to go. Um, like if there's a, a meeting place, if because I assume as the uh, as the corporate entity, I w would have a meeting with the uh, the overseer or commander or whatever we called them. Well, you haven't got anything scheduled. Um, you've oh, been sent out okay. here specifically because contact was lost. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. It was a long hypersleep. <laughs> I mean, you can make a meeting now if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I wish to um to to, to schedule a meeting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could try. <laughs> you can try and um, you can try the comm system. See if you can correct connect. Yeah, that's a better idea. Um, yeah, I will try the comm system to try and get in contact with the uh, the man in charge. Okay. If I can ping him on his pager. The man in charge is uh, Peter West, and um, you are able to bring up. I mean, as I say, it's the standard corporate OS. You're used to making calls and things all day, so this is a fairly, I think, for you, a straightforward thing. Mm -hmm. It does not connect. Oh dear. There appears to be some sort of uh, connection issue. Uh, I can't get through to anybody on the on the facility. I am afraid. Well, this is beyond my scope. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, beyond your scope was you logged in, you tried to make a phone call, the guy didn't pick up, you're like, well, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, no. People normally answer when you call them in the office, you know. It's true. No longer than three rings, otherwise it's rude. Pretty sure exactly. I can just send a message down to them. Now, that'd be most improper, you've... That implies that what you're talking about isn't important. Uh, is it important? Yeah, as it may, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, uh, fine, fine, I'm going to put him away. <laughs> okay. So, like, I got on with it. <laughs> so, so, what are you trying to do then, Erin? Uh, um, I want to send whatever the equivalent is of an email to them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You, just I, like, if they're not in the office at the moment, they'll get it when they get it. I'm, I'm just um, saying, if he was around, he would have replied. But you know, fine. Yeah. I get. I don't think. Yeah. I need you to roll for this. You're able to send like an internal, internal email, basically. Internal memo. Yeah. Internal memo. Um, which seems to go off fine. Okay. Um, hmm. How long do we wait before we just go? Three days pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like half an hour. Half an hour? Sounds yeah. yeah sounds reasonable. Half an yeah. Hour. I think James will spend all of his time at the back just bristling and holding his brandishing his gun probably. And then just looking tense. 
it's not necessarily because of a feeling of foreboding for the place, rather that these people are just like great at him. <laughs> I'm gonna sit mumbling in the corner. Right, he's clean on his brink. His corporate mandated brink was two hours ago. He's he must either be busy or out or dead. I mean, he might have just taken a longer lunch, you know. Could you even suggest something, Kelvin? How could you suggest something like that? Well, I mean, if you've never taken a longer lunch... Not once. I would not shirk my responsibilities. Well, how... What do we know about this, uh... This, uh, West character? I mean, do we know that he, he uh... Works to your standard, as it were? Well, we know he's the... Is the overseer of this facility. He's a real well-respected and uh, well-performing man of his word and duty, or else he would not be in such a position. So, ha half an hour comes and goes, and uh, no response. Well, clearly he's dead, or else he would have replied. Maybe he's been called away by an emergency. If there was an emergency, I'm sure we would have heard about something over the PA system. They would have told us to get to a safe area, to get to one of the, uh, perhaps a break room, or... Well. Uh, is there a PA system here? Of course there's a PA system. This is a Weyland-Yutani-based contracted vessel. It will be built to the highest of standards. You think they cheap out and not put a PA system in here? Well, uh, I don't remember seeing any speakers. The computer talked to us earlier. Well. Um, I mean, there is a there, yeah, there, there's a there's a PA system if you wanted to hook into that. Oh, but you hook into it and test it and see if it works. I suppose I can do a, a, a normal diagnostics check. I suppose. I think if you're doing a diagnostics check, I uh, I will need a comtech um, yeah, roll from you. That's fine. What is my comtech? Uh, uh, two plus five. Okay, you got your one six there. Yeah, so you're able to, over the course of a couple of minutes, just run a diagnostic on the whole system, or are you just looking to what? What? Suppose the PA system, and then just for the sake of being thorough, we will we'll do a general diagnostics check. Okay, you're able to find that the PA system is in perfect working order, um, which you like, you know. Yeah, of course. That's good. It's working equipment. As you widen out your, your search, though, you do find that the, the system seems to have logged quite a few um, inoperative door mechanisms and other uh, electrical equipment down in the main base. Okay. Um, I assume, then, while I'm at this, this terminal, I can then try and... Uh, either ping or bring it to engineering's attention because I am not the proper man to, to deal with those problems. I mean, yeah, you can you can put in a you can put in a ticket. Yeah, I would like to put in a, a, a wait well, a couple of tickets, one for each issue, because um, yeah. you'd want to make sure any you want to make sure the, none of them get overlooked. Sure. Um, in one group thing, um, and to make sure each is done properly, um, and by procedure. Um, so yes, I would like to raise several engineering request tickets. Yeah, you put the you put them in, and you can only hope that they'll be fixed uh, in yeah. uh, in due course. There it is. There'll be 
dealt with in roughly the, the 14 standard working days. That's marvellous. We'll just wait here till it's done, shall we? Yes, that would be the proper procedure. Anyway, you guys are still just in the lobby by the elevator. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you haven't gone down to the facility. Um, I'm not pushing you along, I'm just finding it very funny. Because um, we haven't figured out where we're supposed to go. I mean, there's like, one you know, elevator, it's open, it's in front of you. The elevator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you can't just trust a random open elevator. You've got to be like, right, are we supposed where, where are our rooms and habitation? I've, I've inadvertently put myself in another situation with my character's <laughs> subordinate to everybody else. And, and like, I can't think of a way to, like... <laughs> Have my guy be like, what, what are we doing? I feel like you've got license to be a bit more pissed off than Johnny gets in Frontier, though. You have a gun. Yeah, you're the <laughs> one guy with a like He's brandishing it and bristling, but yeah. like... But you're just gently lowering at everybody and like, just like, what are we doing? You can read that a hundred miles off. Like, <laughs> I thought you are just being grumpy in the corner. Do you think Jerry Carson has any sense of, like, social <laughs> cues? No, and that's what's angering James all the more. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you guys to tell me what you want to do. That's, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I have done it. I have raised the tickets yeah. with engineering. Um, Action and I has been taken. Eagerly there, I, I eagerly await their completion. Yeah. I, uh, I will take a seat while we wait for further instruction from whoever is in charge of the facility. <laughs> Mr. West. Yeah. Well, um... I guess, I guess Kelvin will inspect the lift and say, Do you think this is actually safe? It looks oh. good to me. Well, I mean, we could give it a ride. It looks can be deceiving, gentlemen. You want a ride first, then? Well, not before I give it a thorough inspection. <laughs> at, at this point, I think I want James to come stomping up and just be, Oh, for Christ's sakes! I'll just ride it. And he gets on, and is there a panel or something with an obvious button? Yeah, there, there's, there's an arrow that points up, and there's an arrow that points down. Okay, he's going to press the down arrow. Are you the only one on there? He's he's doing this as fast as okay. he can. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll he's, be on the left. Situation and just wants to move. I'll, I'll, it's not a leading question. I just need to know if you're the only one riding it. That's all. I'll, I'll, I'll have been standing in the left as well. Okay. Jerry and Aaron are staring, staying upstairs then, is that what we're... But there he is. No, welcome down. Okay. And Jerry's staying up. Okay. okay. He is so for now. Okay. Pressing the button and then giving a little kind of like twinkly wave and a smile, like a sarcastic smile. See you later, Jerry. So the elevator doors slide closed with a sort of fairly hefty thunk and the three of you who boarded it settle yourselves in for... A fairly long trip down to the lower uh, facility. It's, uh, I think I said 18,000 feet below the surface, so you actually probably got about a 15 minute, 15-20 uh, minute trip down uh, from the surface to the uh, to the ocean floor here. Um, can't go too quickly, obviously. <laughs> Eventually though, the lift arrives at the bottom of the shaft. There's a moment where nothing happens, and then the doors at the bottom of the shaft grind open, a little bit less smoothly than the ones upstairs. The site that greets the three of you is a similarly sized lobby to the one that you've just come out of, but in a complete state of disarray. The uh, All of the light panels are malfunctioning, 
it's almost like a kind of strobe light effect is going on in here. Um, various equipment has been scattered throughout the lobby. Um, crates have been knocked over. Tools scattered across the floor. As you take in this scene, though, you can't help but find your vision drawn towards the centre of the room. Lying face down on the ground is a body. At this point, Kelvin will whistle and go, Jerry would have a fit here. Huh, you ain't kidding. Better have a look at him. Walk over to the body. Okay. Yeah, stepping out. James is uh, pointing his weapon around, scanning the area, trying to look for signs of movement, where things have happened, just getting a general feel for, like, I don't know, points of attack, I suppose. Hmm. Okay. In that case, can I get an observation roll from you? I don't have any skill in observation. So you're just rolling three for your wits. Okay. Do I have to do observation as well, or am I just... Uh, we'll we'll get to you. This is, this is um, right, cool. James of the Seat looking around for threats and things. Anyway. There we go. Oh, two sixes. Okay. Sweet. So that's that's you're successful um, and you get I will repeat those questions you get for the stunts as well in a second, but um uh, I will say looking around then um what specifically are you looking for? Kind of threats and things did you say and sort of just just a sense of like what could have happened in this room. Okay. Where has like certain actions taken place? If there's things thrown against the wall, where did they come from? Are there scratch marks? Like, what's on the walls? That kind of thing. Okay, you can see, looking around, there are indeed some odd scrapes in some places. It looks like um, something you can't you can't place it. It could be tool-based. There's definitely some tools scattered around here. Um, looking around, you do also see what looks like some kind of um, weapon discharge. It looks almost like somebody's fired a shotgun into the wall there's like some pock marking in that um i say crates have been knocked over it's tough to know what knocked them over there are power loaders down here it, you know from reading the notes but you can't see any of them in this area right now it's just a big mess you can't really tell you can't really you don't really have the information especially with the the um the strobing light effect and everything to kind of really piece together this as like a kind of crime scene of like here's what happened in this order kind of thing but it's just yeah it's a big mess down here as you've got a second six um you can answer you get an answer to one of these questions uh, as we had earlier is it coming for me are there more of them close by how do i get in slash pass slash away um and i think in terms of getting a general sense of the environment it, it's something in the environment like would be my question here like is, is it coming to me is there something nearby okay that's that's interesting yeah um it's a little loud in here there's the sound of equipment and that um you do after a second hear what sounds like at the far end of the room some sounds of quiet movement okay Taking note of that, um, turning to the rest of them, he's going to kind of put a finger up to his lips and then point ahead to where the sound came from. And then call out, Hello? Who's back there? You can come out. There's no immediate response. 
um, signaling to the rest then that he to the kind of like stamp stay back and noting that Kelvin was already getting busy with the the body he's going to move up ahead okay I don't think in order to do this thing because we've got sort of a couple of actions happening here oh haven't we I think I'll jump between the two because you said you were getting busy with the the body straight away so yeah well I'm I'm, I'm checking for you know how warm is the body is there a pulse does it look like any, any obvious wounds that kind of stuff yeah so uh, while James is kind of creeping forward on that um I think yeah can I just get a medical aid check from you oh that's uh, it for that mm-hmm. I think I actually I won't, well, I won't include it in this check but based on the situation that you guys have found down here I want um, each of the three of you to gain a point of stress because this is quite a this is a messed up situation and there's a body down here got one six Yeah, you got one six okay so that's one success um yeah, the body is cold. It looks like it's been here a little while, and um, you very quickly find that it does have a rather large gaping hole in its chest. Oh, that's different. What are you thinking, Jesse? You think this is uh, some sort of caliber rifle, or it just turns the body towards Jesse? James. James, I'm sorry. <laughs> James is creeping up ahead towards the. the uh, source of this sound so I, I would think he's probably left the vicinity yeah for reaction this is the thing with you guys doing things at the same time it's uh, yeah. um yeah as you step closer you begin you're sort of on high alert you begin to sort of hear sounds of sort of growing faster heavy breathing from behind uh, a set of crates Okay, so he's going to creep up and do the customary kind of like quick glimpse around the corner, see what's there. Okay, um, I guess can I get another observation check from you? This is with a stress dice now, so you you're rolling instead of three d six, you're rolling four d six. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well that's no successes. But can I get uh, another d six from your stress dice? A one. Oh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> This is yeah. where things get interesting. So uh, even if you have successes on your uh, regular skill dice, if you roll a one on your stress dice, on any stress dice, uh, you also have to make a panic roll. Um, I will say, okay, without even a success, before we roll the panic, as you look over, you see an indistinct shape, which I think maybe would be the catalyst for this panic roll. Okay. Um, Okay, so the, the way we do a panic check, uh, we roll a d6 and add your current stress level. Uh, then uh, we've got a neat table here in the book that tells me <laughs> what happens next. Okay. As I was like, your stress level is fairly low right now, so it's not, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world, but well, you never know. Oh, dear. No, uh, another one is, is, is actually a good result on this. You want to get as low as possible on a, on a panic check. <laughs> oh, a one plus one. Yeah. Plus one. Yeah. 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 So you you get a two, so you're you're keeping it together. You manage to keep your nerves in check. Oh. Basically, the, okay. The yeah. way the panic roll thing does it, it's a it's a table, and the first thing is one to six. That's keeping it together. At seven, it's a nervous twitch. Um, your stress level and the stress level of all friendly PCs in short range of you increases by one. At eight, you start to tremble. You so you get more things. At number nine, you drop an item. You know, so the higher your stress mm -hmm. level, the more you're adding to this roll. Mm -hmm. So the worse things are going to get, basically. 
It's, I think it's a cool system. Anyway. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you. Well, you know, you're freaked out. Suddenly, in this moment, which is, you know, you, you you're a fairly well experienced um, marine. You've seen some stuff, so it's a bit surprising to you that you, you're kind of feeling this sort of slight, not a full freak out, but like it, just a note of panic suddenly. It kind of snorts and then shakes it off. Yeah, and then looks keenly towards where the movement or whatever it was that he saw was, and kind of thinks to himself, "Hmm, thought I've heard about things like this before." This isn't good. With the snort, um, whatever was there is uh, disturbed, and uh, you hear the sudden padding of something from it, and the shape has disappeared off into the darkness down a an open corridor door away from you. Was there a sense of weight to it? Tough to tell with no successes on that observation. Okay. As I say, it was in shadow. You didn't shine a light on it or anything. You just kind of were creeping up and... You disturbed it. It was and it has run off. Whatever it was. Okay. So start slowly making his way back warily towards the rest of the group. Tell you to him. There's something back there. I don't know if it's a survivor or whoever did this. Well, uh, as I was saying, what do you make of this? And he just look, holds up the sort of moves the body around again, so James can see it. Because I think that's a, a caliber hole in the chest, or does James recognize this? It's, t- it's a bit. It's tough to really diagnose. It's a big mess. It could be. Uh, it could be from weapons fire. It, you, you know, it's tough to tell. This body is is not fresh as well. Okay, which is not helping things. Well, I, I can't tell you much about that apart from the fact that he's dead. <laughs> Didn't go peacefully. Uh, well, he, he did seem to die relatively quickly, so I suppose that is something, but uh, it wasn't pain-free. What the hell was even meant to be going on down here? I thought they were just mining minerals. Kelvin just shrugs and continues. He starts rifling through the pockets of the uh, the body, see if he can find some identification. Sure. Okay. Um, I don't think there's a role to be done for this. You're just going through the pockets of a corpse. Um, Have anything interesting on him? Yeah, you find an ID badge on like a little lanyard clip um, attached to the belt. This is uh, first technician uh, Tony Richards. Tony Richards. Uh, Did it say what he what department we worked or anything, or just first technician? It just says uh, technician. Right, okay. He puts he sort of absently puts the lanyard around his neck. It's got a little bit of blood splatter on it. I will say. He doesn't care. Fair enough. But I'd let you know in case that was a deal breaker. Uh, other than that, there uh, appears to be a small set of keys, um, which look similar to sort of locker keys, a couple of coins, not a lot else. I'll give a full description. The body looks to, I mean, obviously hole in the chest and that, but looks to be wearing like a kind of uh, just a overalls and uh, with a sort of utility kind of work belt on. Mm. Standard issue company boots. Yeah. Right. Well, he'll pocket the keys. Guess they're useful later. Okay. Is, is there any other signs of uh, signs of um, not signs of struggle, but like signs of someone being like you know blood splatter or anything on any of the walls around? Um, signs of signs of actual like conflict between people and something else that has caused yeah commotion. The kind of thing he could tell more than like 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, now, now that you're kind of, you, you, you're having a look around, you can, I mean, James clocked the, uh, you know, signs that looked like somebody had fired a shotgun into the wall and stuff. And as you, you kind of look around, you can see that there are a few bloodstains here and there. But it's not like you haven't walked into like a bloodbath kind of thing. There just happens to be a body here. And mm. um, there's not no signs of, of battle. And it's definitely a mess in here. But yeah, without mm. the corpse, it would be, you know, it would just look like, wow, this room's been messed up by something. But mm. yeah. Do I notice anything? I know the room's a mess, but is there anything I would notice out of place? I mean, not really, because you haven't really been here before. It just, you know, there's a lot of stuff scattered yeah. everywhere. There's tools and things and that, but yeah. Yeah. No, nothing that specifically speaks to you as a medic of like, well, that shouldn't be here or anything like that. Yeah. And we're just talking like, you know, hammering stuff tools? Are we talking like drills? What are we talking? Um, yeah, there are some power tools there, but it looks like one of the, one of the things that was the sort of cases that's been knocked over was like an equipment case. Mm. So there there is some... Yeah, there's a, a bit of a range of things. <laughs> You're just looking around the room again once more just to try and kind of uh, ascertain maybe a little bit what caused this wound, what killed this guy, what happened here, and uh, the elevator doors slide closed once more and you hear it going back up, presumably to fetch Jerry. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, March 23rd, with the second part of this Alien RPG one-shot. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us at pretendingwithdice.com. Uh, there's links there to all of our online presences. That's all of our social media pages, our Discord server, our merch store, our Ko-Fi page, and, uh, yeah, much, much more. Uh, so, yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.